Hi, my name is Ingrid Anna, and welcome to the Divine Femme Money Show. The Divine Femme Money Show is for women who want to amplify their life purpose, power, pleasure, and prosperity. You can find the Divine Femme Money Show at your favorite podcast provider and at ingridana.com slash show. Hey everyone, welcome to the Divine Fam Money Show. I'm so excited. Welcome. It's our very first episode. I'm here with the Divine Gorgeous Powerhouse, Emily Diamond. Hey sisters. Who I've invited today to interview me. So uh, Emily, if you don't know who she is, she's an incredible divine woman, as you can see. (laughs) Need I share more? Um, Emily is an amazing leadership coach. She's also the head operations manager at Ingrid Anna, and she's just an absolute delight. She coaches our students. She also works behind the scenes, supporting our entire team, supporting me. And so today, we've just been cheering with our mommies. I was so excited because really the heart of today and the whole premise for the Divine Fed Money Show is that it's really going to move beyond money is the juiciest conversation for women who want more love, pleasure, time, space. We're going to be talking about subjects from trauma, teaching, the coaching industry, marriage, sensuality, our health, our radiance, nothing will be off limits. And so today we're going to be really talking about where it all sort of began for me so that people can have a really deeper insight into what it's really taken and our core, I suppose, commitment, I would say, is that our intent for this conversation is to keep it incredibly real, raw, and honest so that you can really deeply learn. Uh, Of course, we want it to be inspiring. Of course, we want it to expand your ability of what you think you can receive because Mm -hmm. at the heart of the matter, and Emily can talk to this as well in a moment, the reason we've created this and we've wanted to do it for a long time, we've just been so busy supporting our students, developing our programs, our curriculums and building our team. We now have a team of over, how many people is it? It's like 30 now. 30? I didn't even know that. I thought you were going to say 20. 30 women and, oh, not just women, some men. men. A lot of women though. Beautiful divine men. Beautiful divine men, but we're pretty family-led company, um, which is incredible. And so we've been so busy really ensuring that, our products that we have, which are te- beautiful, divine online teaching curriculums where we teach women how to make more money online, are really deep and juicy so that they really deliver on the promise of it. And we're really very excited to say that our clients are just doing so incredibly well and it's taken a lot of work. So we're we'll going deep into that today. But now we can really support you at a deeper level with this podcast. So thank you so much for joining us today. Emily, Tom. What would you like to say? Oh, well, I'm just here to say, I know, welcome to the Million Dollar Diva Collective. If you're new to this group, this is Ingrid's space. We've got, we're just about to teeter over into 25,000. Yeah. So that was something that I also wanted to really acknowledge today because I think this week is the week we will tip over. And actually, probably somebody watching this right now is actually our 25,000 member, which is really beautiful. It's so funny. Some people some have known me for quite a few years now when I started really getting serious about making money online, which is about five years ago when I had to get my shoes together. And, you know, it was like, oh, Ingrid, I remember when you had a few, you know, a few thousand or something. And I said, I remember when I had a few hundred. So it's beautiful yeah. to see the growth and the level of reach we've been able to have. Yeah. And now that we're at this size, this is where it's sort of like Ingrid was talking about. We've been investing so much in making sure our team is really solid and that our delivery is really solid. And I mean, if you don't know Ingrid, if you're new to her group, she is essentially a rock star marketer. She's innovated in the online sales space and her core program, which is the high-end empire diva mind, that's what people call the Gucci of the online business world. So if you want to learn how to run an online business, you want to create a marketplace, you want to sell effectively, you want to build a beautiful team, you want to live a beautiful life where your business supports you. That's really what Ingrid has taught all of her students. And our students, a bunch of them are in in the top 1% of earners in terms of people selling online, people coaching, being leaders, spiritual teachers, service delivery models all over the world we've impacted. So now that we're this size, we get to do all this additional giving back. And that's how this really feels. Mm, Uh, So nice to feel feel forward on a whole deeper level so 
Shall we get this show on Absolutely. The Let's get this Divine Firm Money Show on the road. So today I'm going to interview Ingrid as our first show because her story, if you haven't heard Ingrid's story, it's a phenomenal story. It is a real person. It's not just a story. Ingrid is very much a real person. I know she's all like super glam and amazing, but Ingrid is like one of the most real, raw people. She's fun. She's playful. She's incredibly deep, incredibly caring. And I wanted to when we were talking about what we were going to do as our first show, it was like, well, we have to, we have to let you get to know Ingrid. So I wanted to do this thing of what took you from what you say is mess to millionaires. So I've got a whole bunch of questions that I've prepared and it's the questions that people ask Ingrid when they interview her for magazines. Like she's just been featured in Forbes and Entrepreneur. And yeah, these are those questions. So we're going to give those to you and then we're going to talk about the pathway that it took for Ingrid to go from struggling, where am I going to find my next clients from hustling to sell one-on-one sessions, which is a world that so many women know, through to now she has a multi-million dollar global company and an incredible team. And yeah, what did it take? And here we are. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I might need a tissue because I feel emotional already. Oh, okay. beautiful. Okay, all right. I feel my dad's energy around me. Oh, yeah, this is a legacy thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So let's get started. What's the first question? Okay, so my first question is, what was the big turning point for you? So what was this sort of, you were in the ordinary world that a lot of people know. You were in this ordinary world of like really working hard for money, that money was difficult, that getting clients was difficult, that working, you know, working was tied to pain and suffering and so many things that women can relate, other women can relate to. What was the turning point that took you from that to building this wildly successful business? It's a good question, but I think it started way back. I um, had a really chronic illness years ago and I didn't have a boyfriend at the time. I had a very traumatic relationship with my family. I almost lost my life during this period of time. And people often will say to me, oh, Ingrid, how did you begin to channel? How did you begin to connect to the divine? And I was pretty much at my lowest point. So my lowest point actually came way before sort of seven years ago when I gave birth to my daughter and people probably have heard my story and I'll, I'll share it mm-hmm. around really how I went from struggling in my online coaching business, pretty much failing for the first two years to, you know, really starting to make money and what I did. And I'm happy to share all of that. Mm-hmm. But it actually started way back when I had this tumor in my uterus and it was just a complete and utter mess. I almost lost my life with that. And I remember getting down on my hands and knees and praying, thinking, oh my God, like I was at my nth degree. I had, you know, a family kind of with money. They didn't really want to help me. They didn't know how to deal with my crisis. They were traveling, running around the world. My mom has a very successful business in the cosmetic industry. And so after this surgery, I was left on my own to my own defenses. And it was a spiritual, emotional, financial kind of catastrophe that Mm. became a breakthrough because I was like, I can't depend on these people. And I have got to learn how to begin to become a really, truly self-empowered person. And so I learned to become from that point how to oh, be was like, that like the I'm on my own moment? I'm on my own. And that's when I began to channel the divine to realize I'm actually not on my own, that mm-hmm. human beings are filled with so much, you know, myself included, we have all of our stuff and they can only have the capacity to give you what they're capable of. And unfortunately, so many people, if you were born into a family where they've got these limits, you know, I was waiting and waiting to be loved, to be supported. And I really realized that if I didn't learn how to become a self-autonomous, and it took me years to really get this, and I wish I, I got it on some level. It was like um, the beginning of that. Yeah. It was the beginning of that. And I didn't have all the answers, but that's when I got down on my hands and knees and I started praying and I started channeling. I started to literally work with the law of energy and intent and divinity to begin to heal my body. So you got like the... I'm on my own with these people. They have their limits. I've got to learn to love myself, but also like the aloneness is the illusion because you have, you got the thing of I'm connected to the divine. I'm connected to everything. So it's this duality. Absolutely. So before I, you know, even though I've worked all around the United States in terms of I used to be a corporate ad executive, I've had all this level of success before I launched this coaching business. That's our coffee machine going. <laughs> it's maintaining itself. Can you turn off the coffee machine, please, and we'll edit that out of this post. Like, actually, turn it off at the wall because <laughs> it's going to keep doing that. Hi, um, real life. This is real life. <laughs> so, going back to that, so it was really about tapping into this divine, you know, life force to be able to guide every step of the way. And so, really, at the end of the day, before I got into 
building my business, there was all this experience that I'd had along the way that brought me to this point. Mm. And the biggest sort of gift for myself was learning that I had to become my own mother, father, lover, guide, coach, mentor. Sister, best friend, everything. Sister, best friend, and not to be dependent on others. And so that was sort of the precipice. And then I really wanted to, if you look back, it really laid the foundation because of my suffering, and I think a lot of soul empaths are like this, because mm-hmm. of my suffering, that gave me that level of passion and empathy to support others. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, if mm-hmm. I've gone through this, what a challenge. And I had to find, yes, I read books, and yes, I went to acupuncture, and I read a million different like, books. Yeah. And I, I think one of my very first yeah, books was yeah. Creative uh, Visualization by Chuck DeGuan, who passed away a few years ago, bless her soul. And she was one of the most influential people um, so many years ago, decades ago in my own healing, learning about how the law of energy can really begin to shape, shift and create a new vibrational set point for myself. And so from all that pain in my journey, it's really what gave me the passion. And then if you look back forward now to say, coming to say seven years ago when I gave birth to my daughter, Aria, Mm. Failing in my business at the beginning was because I was trapped in that. I wanted to give. I wanted to be generous. And now I've shifted everything for myself where I'm allowed to be generous. I'm allowed to be the giving woman, but I'm also allowed to receive. Mm. So in order to ensure that I don't keep having chronic health issues, Mm. chronic suffering, I had to find a way and heal this vibrational disposition within myself where what I was trying to do in my business and in my life was if I give, give, give and make everyone else okay, whether it's my clients, whether it was my partners, my girlfriends, my family. Oh, you were always taking turns. Like when I give, eventually it will be my turn kind of thing. Like Not really. I, I don't, I don't I really receive. feel that. I, no. Was that how it used to be? No. So because I know that would be a lot, of, a lot of people experience that. Like, no, I didn't have that. that. I, I didn't have that. I just yeah. gave, gave, gave to my cup run and mm. it empty. There was no, so there was no receiving. There was no receiving. <gasps> oh my god! But with, without even realizing it, so it's an unconscious habit. There's so many women. Oh, you just get enough. You just get enough to sustain yourself, oh. but it's not your cup runneth over. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about cup runneth over, what I mean by that is it's where you have a plentiful supply. So one of the biggest healings that I had to do in my journey so was... So I'm glad you said that because so many people live in that paradigm of like give, receive, give, receive. But what you've just pointed out there is what a lot of women accept as receiving is actually the bare-ass minimum yes. survival and yeah, exactly. maintaining that psychology of survival and the stress response that that gives us. Well, we've been so conditioned and we've been so brainwashed from young little girls to that the highest value for a woman is to be nice, pretty, and good Mm. and to give, give, give. And and there's nothing wrong with giving, to give, but to Mm. give at the expense of our own sense of well-being, Mm. our own spiritual, emotional, and physical well-being. And last, financial. It's all, it's when I talk about money and finances, Mm. you know, at the heart of it, this is why we're looking at the whole gamut in this show as well. And people when women, they get it. At the base, they get it, which is base, which is, you know, <laughs> all chakra system about survival. But at the end of the day, when I had financial struggle, mm. look at the physical struggle, the yeah. physical sickness, the spiritual anarchy. It all it's all tied mm. into one whole. Mm. So when you're talking about money mm. for women, for a woman who's here to consciously lead, to give to her family, to give to her loved ones to pass it on to pay it forward the amount of corruption and greed look at the political system now look at what's happening in the united states even what's happening in australia globally and the women are then feel embarrassed and shameful for charging and receiving but going back to what i was saying it's just literally almost like if we just take a moment to have a beat on that and to just process it a bit it's so dysfunctional Mm. that it's beyond like of course we don't uh grow like only the top one percent top one percent of women are earning the only one percent of women are earning over seven figures a year so there's so many people also in the online space when they go on about how successful they are and Mm. i can just i sort of bless their soul some of them just are not and i can see through it in in about a second because i can tell that the structure isn't there in their business and everything that's 
And that's, you know, no shame in that, but we need more women rising up and actually creating solid frameworks in their business. And even talking about the shame, Mm. which we will talk about in the series. Oh, yes. So beyond, like I almost become, and I sort of joke with people, but I come become bored with it because at the end of the day, we shouldn't, that conversation almost shouldn't have to to exist. It needs to die. It needs to fully die. (laughs) Okay. So in terms of that turning point, thank you for sharing all of that, that turning point of going, okay, here's the actual truth, which is I need to be everything I need to be for me and start working with the law of energy so that I can fulfill my purpose. It's not like you're like, well, now I can't be a soul empath and I can't be generous with people. It's like, actually, yeah, if say, I want to be that, yeah. I need to have this foundation I for have, me. I have, it's really quite fascinating too, because I had clients say to me, oh my God, Ingrid, you're ridiculously generous. And we're also teaching women to value themselves. So it's a very, it's a slippery slope sometimes on, well, what's, you know, how do you manage generosity and then also ensure that you're monetizing your work mm-hmm. appropriately? And it is this fine balance, which we, I think I've come to, it's taken me a long time mm-hmm. to master mm-hmm. where it's like this sense of integrity for self. And that was the, that was the mindset that I had to shift. I had so much integrity for everybody else because I wanted to be liked. I was a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. I wanted to give, but there was no real integrity for my own self and my own values. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the whole, just going back to the premise of self-love, yeah. I actually wasn't being self-loving. I was actually being abusive and yeah. didn't even really realize. I did, I did want to ask you about that because I think that was like, there was something that a lot of, a lot of us need to, start having a really hardcore, brutal conversation with. And just so you know, this is a no-holds-bars conversation. You know, if you're triggered by anything, sit with this, let it give yourself space, allow that to be triggered. That's a part of you that's rising up for healing. And Ingrid is like... Triggering is wonderful. Triggering is is where we get tripped up. It shows us what's Mm. pushing us, what needs to be looked at and what needs to be observed to be healed. Mm. You know, I think one of the biggest... Actually, it's part of my success is that I'm fine with getting triggered and I'm fine with triggering other people. Well, and some people will even be like, I want to learn about money. I want to be more empowered. I want to have a better lifestyle. I want to contribute more to the world. And then we'll be triggered by talking about money, which is part of why the show is called The Divine Femininity Show. Yeah, exactly. And I I think, though, that so many women, we are in an era Mm. of the feminine rising, and I think so many women are really ready to look at themselves. I really don't find and look look at their patterns. I don't really get very many people anymore throwing kind of a lot of weird energy towards me because number one I've also I'm here to lead I'm here to not people please I'm here to create a new way of thinking a new paradigm of consciousness as if you're a soul empath listening that's why you're here to do the same thing right and so what I've done for myself is I've given myself full permission and authority and I'm meant to trigger Mm -hmm. because triggering once I said as I said before is about showing us where we get tripped up so I feel that if I trigger someone by having an organic authentic conversation that that is my that's what they've that's what they've been calling in right that's that's what they've been calling in it's a it is a gift it's like it's Mm. what I feel you know people always say oh Ingrid you know you're so kind and you're so loving and when I met you in person you were already cuddly but when I see you online I mean sometimes you're really fierce and then I'm like yeah I'm all those shades because sometimes that is it actually what is required so for example mm-hmm. when I have students or clients behind closed doors that are constantly in a sabotage pattern yeah. or someone who has sexual trauma who didn't realize they had sexual trauma and it comes up I am very mindful of how I shift my energy mm-hmm. to speak to each woman it's the same with selling it's the same with it you have to be perceptive you have to be intuitive you have to attune to the person's vibration so I'm not one shade but I'm many shades and sometimes fierceness is what is required and it sounds like in your turning point that's come out like I get to yeah. be all of me yes I want to learn and I also get to be generous and not be shamed by other women who find that generosity incredibly mm-hmm. confronting because if they're in scarcity mm-hmm themselves they you know sometimes they feel like they want to protect me like I've literally had women sit down with me and go Ingrid I'm really worried about you you're so generous you just give so much Uh, and I'm like I like being and so it's also taking ownership of I 
genuinely was born into this human form at this time in my life. And Ingrid, God bless you for being such a caring, generous woman. Instead of having people try to almost like shame me because they're not comfortable with being generous within themselves, that they make it wrong and bad. Do you know what I mean? It's yep. there's so up many... whatever their fear is and yeah, their concerns. And the way to go back to how I monetize my brand mm. is that I have found a way to be generous, mm. have boundaries, protect my energetic landscape mm. and ensure that I get paid for not only that I get paid, we have a whole team, as Emily said, we have 30, you know, beautiful, incredible women. I've now not only do I have to ensure that we give the best service to our clients and whatnot, but then I've also got to ensure that everything that we're doing behind the scenes supports these 30 people. Mm -hmm. And I know the value of the work. I've been doing this for a long time now. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, of course, and this is what we teach. Like, of course I deserve to get paid. Like, what the fuck was I doing before when I was well, suffering yeah, I was so hard? I was like, it was literally like this. It was like, give, 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 nothing. Give, 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 nothing. Yeah. And then when I started making money, one of the mm -hmm. biggest mistakes that I made, I'm not even allowing you to make, have questions, I'll let you speak, but one of the biggest mistakes that I made when I first started selling high-end packages, and that's how I did get myself out of, you know, really scraping by, was that I sat down one night and I was like, I am so beyond this. I was so bone tired. I've had patterns of chronic exhaustion and chronic fatigue my whole life. I used to be on major thyroxin and T3 and T4 thyroxin drugs for years. I haven't taken any of that meds for a long time, except when I was pregnant for a short amount of time. And my obstetrician wanted me to take it. But um, I was just so exhausted. And if I really am honest about it, it was a pattern that had lasted my entire journey from having, you know, unresolved trauma, probably PTSD, which I think a lot of people kind of high-functioning PTSD trauma suffering, survivors. trauma yeah. survivors, yeah. and we're never truly relaxed. We're not in a relaxed state. So even still today, I have to catch myself, am I in a relaxed state or am I in, and something happened like today, this morning with a service provider that we hired, and I'm like, I'm not enjoying this. Mm. This is a stress situation that person can't deliver and I want to cut it off because that is my boundary to myself. And Which is breaking this pattern of self-abuse. Like it is. We're talking about anywhere yeah. where we're not loving it's ourselves. It's not blaming and shaming it's anybody. Neutral. It's just... I, I just want to bring you back yeah. to that because it's not like self-love, self-abuse. Yeah, it's not like it's neutral. Nothing's ever neutral and nothing's ever static. You are either loving ourselves or we're taking away from ourselves. But exactly. And it's also, I it's find like that, that when we're loving others, like when we're... Yeah loving ourselves, we're able to love others more because once again, it comes from that cup run of over. So I always say to people... Oh, I, I say to people that it's like, if I'm not loving you from my overflow, I'm just manipulating you mm -hmm. out of my own insecurity. If I'm not loving, giving, leading, yeah. sharing out of my joy, it's just some form of grab. True. And I think um, one of the statements that I make a lot is I say, yeah, be full of yourself. Because when you're full of yourself, you know, it's That's about, it's not about ego. It's about that vibration, like self-love, your yeah. own divinity. That's why we use the word diva. Diva stands, it's not a homage to Mariah Carey. It's around owning your own divinity. Mm. So when I'm in my own divinity, my cup runneth over. I'm able to be more compassionate mm. to others. I'm able to not take things so personally. Mm. When our people ask us for discounts, and we just recently had a client who we adore, who's in one of my big programs, ask for a discount. And really, I just don't take it personally. We have a little giggle about it. We politely say no and we hold the value. And it's this loving, beautiful, flowing engagement. And everything that then is not loving, flowing and pleasure-inducing, which goes back to stimulating relaxation response, which is all about, you know, your digestive system working properly, yeah, metabolism, immune system, immune system yeah. we're in stress. And yeah. then I fully have taken responsibility that when I allow things to go on, I'm perpetuating that. And then once again, it comes back to me. So when anything goes wrong in the company, as you'll know, like sometimes we'll be like looking at like, where are the breakdowns? Yeah. But at the end of the day, something, yeah. But at the end of the day, 
I, it always comes back to me because I am the CEO, right? Yeah, it's you're, your energy, like your genesis. Yeah, what are we putting up with? So I'm constantly even training my own team, as you know, people under me around their value and their threshold and their personal authority. And their personal boundaries, yeah. And yeah, yeah, because otherwise, you know, your energy, as you all guys know, it's like it, your business is an energetic vibration. So later on, when you start to have people under you, if yeah, their energy, yeah, well, if their energy, they're either going to amplify your vibration or mostly people have unresolved issues. So they've got their vibration that's oh, now looking into distorted. your core company vibration and then it like, drains the force and the vibrational life force of your company. Yeah, which is a lesson about money too. Like when we have our money that we appreciate and we put care, respect and attention into it. It amplifies that frequency, yeah. that money grows. It's the exact same lesson. But we can't bring in the money in the company mm-hmm. as a whole at the level and the speed that we want it to with the level of ease that we want it to. Mm-hmm. No grabby, struggling, horrible, chronic exhaustion energy yeah. from a place of pleasure. If it's not just about Ingrid anymore, because we have all the staff mm. and all the team beyond me, mm. then we're then also teaching that to the students. Mm. Everything that we're doing, we have to walk our talk, but yeah. more than that, we have to embody it. Mm-hmm. And it can't just be, and a lot of the things that we learn in life, you know, at, at the beginning, it's sort of like an intellectual concept. Yeah. Truth. Like you were talking about with your toning pot, you're like, I got it at that level. And then you yeah, just like it's like building it, building it, building it until it becomes literally a cellular memory, a vibrational energy field where, you know, I would go to set a boundary and I got better at boundaries and having more integrity for myself. And then I started to manifest better and better and better clients. So when I say better clients, mm. clients who did the work, clients oh, who, who turned up and showed up, love yeah. and appreciate, and love and appreciate themselves, who are generous, who have the law of reciprocity, which is a big one for me, mm. law of generosity for myself and for my students, mm. but I also want to receive that back. Mm. So I treat people how I want to be treated, but if I have a polarity going on within my personal relationships, within my relationships with clients, so for example, victimy clients or people that are t- sort of taking advantage once again it has it comes back to me mm-hmm. and where I haven't healed something within myself mm-hmm. and I'm allowing that to go on and so it's a deeper level and now I really have some of the most incredibly gorgeous like soul aligned soul sister clients mm-hmm. because I've healed that part of me yeah that believed on some way that I deserved abuse. That that's normal, that that's a part of life. Yeah, that I have to work harder. What can anger do more? And then if you look at that pattern of being, that's what got me into that pattern of chronic suffering. And I was trying to say before, one of the biggest mistakes that I made, so with selling high-end at the beginning, was I started making more money, but I was still so exhausted because that relationship with that we have to suffer or that money equals suffering and paying that paying yeah. the price paying yeah. the penance so if anyone watching the show this is where you start writing your notes of what do i think my belief systems are what do i think what's underneath that for me if i grew my business to that size how would i have to pay for it yeah it's not enough to you know richness what what is your concept or your perception or understanding or vision of rich so for one woman, it will be one thing and it might be making a hundred grand a year. For another woman, it'd be $10 million. For another woman, it might be a hundred million. For one woman, it might be $30,000 a year. There's no guilt or shame around that. And I don't judge anyone for that. I don't know what their soul path is. I don't know what their yeah, vision everyone's is. Everyone's vision is perfect for their journey. But you do need to understand what that is for you. And so for me, I know without a shadow of a doubt, and I see so many women suffer from that feeling of exhaustion and overgiving and all the kind of murky, it's like this distorted, like if you look at the field of energy of the woman, I can pretty much see it and I feel it because I'm an intuitive and a psychic and whatever you want to call it, but basically I feel energy and I can look at someone and I know that that vibrational set point that the person's in will not allow in the riches, the clients, the abundance, because gotcha. they haven't cleared their channel of field of energy, which you can pretty much do pretty damn quickly. Yeah. But also you need to define what riches is, is for you because otherwise you'll always 
kind of you're chasing just don't follow what someone else has and think it's for you but you if, have to but be if really someone has this is an important point though if someone has something that mm. you want it's really important that we then go oh i'd like that yes and we affirm it well, yeah. lines. and because everybody in our world is giving us that opportunity to go oh that's exciting i would like a piece of that a piece yeah. of that so for a lot of people i know they can be like oh i don't know how to channel i don't have this internal vision but when i look in the outside world certain things excite me guess what sister that's your vision speaking to you whatever's exciting you whether it's your internal voice or things you see in your external world it's all valid it is all absolutely valid i think if you see i agree with that completely and i think if you see something that you want you can often see jealousy or people going into limit it's a scarcity vibration which is the worst thing that you can do for yourself so whenever you see something and something does excite you and you use that as a barometer of yeah, what your desire is yeah write it down and go yeah i want that and you want to put a command out to the universe to say yes please yes please yes, yeah anytime you see what you want i said when i wanted to have a but baby i just look at people with a pram and i'd go that's for me when i see women making more money i'd be like that's for me when i see people with great brand that's for me I love that too, but you when you condemn anyone oh, else, you can't judge them. Yeah, it, so, it's a form of rejection and resistance. Yeah. Like it just instantly splashes back on us. Yeah. So that, I'll just explain. Yeah. So when you're condemning anyone else in any way, or you're going to go into that scarcity vibration where you won't allow it to come in. So what Emily was saying about the, you just want to say yes, please, more please. Whenever I have more abundance come into my life, I always have a level of gratitude of praising of thank you and then commanding with a direct invitation for more please and you always always if we're going to heal soul sister wounds the reason why we have the jealousy and the competition is we've been pitted against each other and we used to depend on men for our financial means and we don't need that anymore right which means because we depend on the men just for anyone who doesn't know other women are your competition. Yeah. That's why, because that man, you have to compete for that man. That's that old animal. Yeah, way. but it's, so, it's also based on the premise that there's not enough to go around, that there's such a limited amount of resources when an actual fact, just because we see poverty, war, famine, what's happening with COVID doesn't mean there's not an endless stream of abundance. The reason that there's so much luck in the world is political warfare and power play. But really at the end of the day, there, it's like there's a multitude of vastness of limitless supply mm. and you want to embed that into your frequency and into your consciousness and have that reality and whenever you see another woman another person having what you want you mm. also always want to send praise and love to that person because mm. the highest vibration actually that you can begin to admit if you want to be a clear channel of light is to have that love vibration so my generosity now comes from love for others to pass on my knowledge and then it's like I've used the infinity symbol for myself to visualize I give out and I receive and I'm refueled I give out and I receive and I'm refueled that means I have an endless overflowing level of energy to give out Whenever I get tired, I know that the, the frequency, I'm out of alignment mm -hmm. and I need to stop. Mm -hmm. I need to take a beat. I need to, like yesterday, um, I'm still recovering from a hysterectomy. It's two weeks in. And I knew that for my highest level of service for today and everything that I needed to do for today, that Ingrid needed to be stopped. I closed my curtains. I've got these beautiful new blackout curtains and put them there and I watched a bit of the crown and I meditated and I prayed and I turned off social media and that was me because whenever I go into my pain body. Oh, you start pushing energy out and over giving, over giving. Well, it's a, yes, and it's such a beautiful, rather than being afraid of the pain, to use it as a vehicle to show us mm. where we're out of alignment. So we should be in a state, you know, pain teaches us so much mm. and I used to have such fear of the pain but now I use it as a barometer to guide me to go, oh, yeah. wow, I've given over my limit. I'm over my limit. I need to come back and mm -hmm. I need to look at what I need to do and to maneuver mm -hmm. myself in order to replenish mm -hmm. and then do more healing within myself. Like that relationship's not working. That system's not yeah. doing what it needs to do. It's yeah. always just, it's an indicator. Because it's a, instead right, of a run away, yes. hide, try it's to like, stop what it, is it, it doesn't me. exist. What, what have I done? Not what has that person done around me? 
not what is that person not giving me. And if I don't command it within myself, so with my relationship with my husband, if I see something that's not flowing, it's not about blaming or shaming. It's about we want to have a conscious recognizing, having the mature conversation. And I think when we, what's really sexy Mm. in all of our relationships, I get turned on by the relationships with women, my staff, my partner, my man, my child, Mm. who I'm trying to teach this with her now, Mm. is to have very transparent, intimate, beautiful relationships where we all hear, grow, and we don't go into attack mode. So learning how to, how do we, Oh, which is an important part of shame too because we yeah. unconsciously project shame onto everybody else of how we deal yeah. with what we want and get what we need, right? So, But also shaming. Of- this is the part where it relates to money. If you don't know how to ask for what you need, yeah. whether you won't ask for it financially, you're not going to ask for it in bed, you're not going to ask for it in from your, your house, house, from yeah, your yeah. Yeah. You've got to be able to... Massage therapist, anybody? Yeah, yeah massage therapist. Is the pressure good enough? Uh, fuck no, it's not. Yeah. You need to go harder. Yeah. Or, uh, harder, you know, like work it, baby. You know, in bed, you want to get an orgasm, you got to teach someone how to hit the spot. Yeah. I have this process called G-spot marketing. It's the same thing. If you don't know how to get to that right spot, you're not going to hit that key you're not going to have the flow the orgasm the juiciness so yeah let's i'll let you go what was going to say i've got i had a question that i wanted to ask you about how your experiences with your family how your really painful experiences with your family became a catalyst for your business growth but it's you kind of already addressed that for me but i just thought i'd maybe then ask you a bit of a deeper question on that because it became yeah from what you said that the experience of being unsupported by them and also having traumatic experiences with them in terms of Mm. emotional, physical and verbal abuse with your family, those experiences helped you essentially become like a people pleaser overgiver, having to take care of everybody else. So that kind of has informed this beautiful aspect of your nature, which you've been able to retain, which is your generosity without the toxicity aspect of it. And then the other one was when you said, you know, kind of being like, oh, I'm on my own here. They're not able to give me mm. what I need in terms of support. So I can now be like, hang on, I'll take radical self-responsibility. Absolutely. Uh, and that's been a thread through everything you're saying. And of course, talking about money, when you want to command money, it's also one of the dimensions is radical self-responsibility. If you haven't heard that in one Ingrid sharing, that's ringing out really, really loudly for me today. So is there anything else about you want to share? Because I know that your family also taught you a bunch about work ethic and you've also had yeah. representation in your family of what it's like to have money. a really successful business and have money. So I thought that might help kind of give a round, full-rounded perspective. Well, I grew up with a lot of abuse, namely more. I don't want to blame anyone too much and God bless, rest in peace, my father. And I'm still got a beautiful relationship now with my mom and I really respect them and they did the best that they absolutely could. But I was terrorized as a child by my father who took me to the university when I was five for an IQ test and I got a very high level, like top 3% or something, whatever. doesn't really matter, but top IQ. And he basically used to teach me algebra at five. He used to berate me, hit me, abuse me, right? And this sort of went through my whole journey. Mm-hmm. And I think looking back, you know, it really crushed my spirit for a long, long time without me even realizing it. So like, how are you know different? That was your life. Like yeah, but I had these overriding, because I grew up with a Russian father and a Macedonian mother who started a factory under our house, who had no money. My grandparents used to pack boxes under our house and I grew up with this. So there were real positives there too. There were, you know, and sometimes these negative teachings or these harmful teachings are such catalysts for your personal growth if you allow them to be. So I think sometimes people either they go with you and we've probably all had times in our lives where we did almost get swallowed up by it it's like and we had that dark night of the soul yeah, we dive down into it yeah so I think though and I've had many of those but I think really as a woman and if you want to be successful you have to turn all that suffering you know into your salvation I talk about into your teaching mm-hmm. and what I've been able to do oh, now, this is like your mess to millionaires yeah mess to millionaires yeah. and take that mess and make it my message take my all that kind of angst whether it's teaching women how to write powerful high conversion copy owning your voice I mean me owning my voice yes I was sort of outspoken but why did I become so outspoken it was because I had an abusive father 
who used to terrorize me. He would bully me and almost be over me. And so through that journey, in order to defend myself and to not be slammed across the wall and not be terrorized, I had to learn how to own my voice. So I call it the gift process. It's like, well, what was the gold in that? What was the gift of that experience? And all of us, no matter how much facade we have, there is a level of vulnerability where you could easily slip slip under. And sometimes yeah. if you have slipped down and gone into that big black hole, yep. I always say to people, don't black yet, yeah, be yep, in there. We'll be there. <laughs> and we have empathy, we have knowledge, we have understanding. Yep. I mean, I think it's a Jungian therapy thing or a, a philosophy of you can't take people to where you haven't been. So because I do understand everything from chronic eating disorders, chronic depression, adrenal fatigue, lack of making money, all of that, it allows me to have that deep sense of knowledge of how to take someone from this point of suffering to this point of salvation or this mess to the money, you know? Mm. And it's what everyone here has the ability to do. So... It sounds like you would have gotten heaps of work ethic from the work that. ethic. So it sounds like that absolutely, which I can't believe sometimes with people. Like I have to be honest. Like some people that we work with, I'm like, I get that they're in a pattern of self sabotage sometimes, but I have thanked my parents time and time again. My mum was so blessed. I think she always like, oh my god, I'm actually getting praised by Ingrid, <laughs> and um, to thank her for that level of work ethic because they came from nothing. You know, my mum, well, she didn't. They lost in an earthquake in Yugoslavia. They literally were holidaying in France and their house and all their, their her parents' business literally got sucked underground. Whoa. So then they became almost like refugees in France and then their family in Australia, thankfully, could afford to help them come to Australia. Mm-hmm. And so That's I'm first-generation so Australian. And my dad came from war-torn Russia mm-hmm. After World War II, as a six-year-old who had his fingers cut off from being electrocuted in the camp, and um, these people came to Australia and started from scratch and then had this very growing up, it was like, don't say sorry, just don't do it, get it done. And so the positive of that, you know, that hard work sort of fear-based, very pushing sort of abusive thing was a negative for sure and it was Yeah, which a a lot of people will relate to with their parents because they're a lot of our parents grew up post-depression. Absolutely. So a lot of people have that frequency. But the hard work ethic of follow-through, of honouring your word, of getting it done, and I achieve more, one of my performance, if you want to call it, rituals, is I literally, when I have a vision for something or I need to know I've got to get some writing done or a new product done or it's like it comes through and it channels through so quickly. I'm never working alone. I always am tapping into the divine, but it's like comes through at such speed. Mm. And I sometimes not laugh at, but I find humor a bit when someone's going around and around and around in circles. It's actually like they don't want the visibility. They're resisting. There's a resistance to the flow there's a resistance to making it easy to the receiving to the yeah. receiving and so and i've done it i get it and so i can see it i can see it so clear it's like i'll just run all over here and around the world and that is how it looks like hard work but it's not actually it's all this hard work running in the other direction of what we want it's literally like in order to make money online Mm -hmm. there are only three or four or five very key steps that you need to put into practice Mm -hmm. to begin to have that traction and to really make some really good ching Mm -hmm. and to really serve people Mm -hmm. um, differently and it's for different levels right so i know that with one of your programs you pretty much teach the three that's the making sure people get their offerings and everything right and then with Mm -hmm. the more sophisticated business it's those yeah there's there's more there's more but yeah and obviously you can go deeper and deeper and if you're doing ads, you can put up an ad. And if you're doing an ad and then there's, you know, placing an ad is one thing. We do three or four different tests and different targets and retargeting. And we can get so kind of complex, complex in, in a marketing sort of vehicle. But that's really at the big, that's a bigger level. Yeah, those and basics are simple. The yeah. basic thing of like a 10K month, a 20K month, a 30K month, it's not actually when you've got the key components. And it's, that's why people get... Because people are so 
manipulated and so wounded about their relationship with money and business. Like even the other day, Chris said something, Chris is my husband, said something to my daughter who's learning guitar. And he said something like, oh, that's, it's hard to sing. He said to her, it's like hard, it's difficult to sing and play guitar. And I said, delete, delete. Because it's, it's hard to make money. It's hard to do that. He was trying yeah. to make her feel good that she didn't feel um, that she oh, wasn't nailing it yet. That she wasn't yeah. nailing it yet. Yeah. And I said, "Can we shift that to let's practice? Mm. The more that you practice, you know, there's elite people out there who are doing really, really well, who are on stages and performing. Mm. Do you know how many hours of practice? Probably at least they say they should make yeah, ten thousand yeah. hours. It's mm. taken." But really, at the end of the day, when you're working with someone who's been before you and you are buying a course or curriculum or working with someone, you're really paying for their 10,000 plus hours. Exactly. You want to make sure, by the way, that they have at least that so that they really do know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You're gravitating and almost getting that energy. You're standing on the shoulders of a giant, right? Yeah, and yeah. then moving forward. But it's actually, I wish I knew this before. Yeah. So it's not too complicated because we've been so brainwashed into what it takes. Oh, so part of the running around is like, maybe this is too yeah. easy oh. and it's like a suspicion. Yes. Gets. And yeah. conf- but and the reason why we call it flow and receiving, those are, those are not active states, you know. Channeling is not an active state. That's an attunement. So when you're talking about letting it flow through you, yeah. it's like the, your vow that you mentioned to me. Actually, can I ask you about your vow? Yes. Oh, brilliant. Okay. You've talked to me before about the vow that you made. And this is something that I really wanted people to hear today in the story about who you are and building literally a new life and relationship and paradigm around money for women. Mm. And it's this vow that made you, This you said it helped you make your first 100K in eight weeks. Mm. So what was the vow? Well, I How did you do it? Tell us. I would say this. I didn't make, I failed for the first two years. So I did not make the first, when I got it together and I made the vow and really sat down one night and wrote my very first high end offer. Mm. That's when it started flowing for me. But you've got to remember that for the first two years, I kind of was one of those women that was all over the place. So you were doing that running around. I was yeah. really just even speaking to my sister yesterday. We we're having a laugh and I'm like, I've literally changed the shape of my brain. Like, the way I used to be one of those really scattered people with all these big ideas and I still have big ideas, but now I know how, when they go, when they go and literally I'll almost want to vomit and get sick and my eyes glaze over Mm. when people start talking about too many things because energetically I know that it's not the right time and my barometer or my soul is speaking through to me because if my vibration is set at a point of massive impact and multi-million dollars if i go off in too many directions it's like when i'm doing this with my hands see i'm like scattering my energy all over the place so the vow was that please you know dear god creator source that will be the divine teach me and show me the way and allow me to see like everything that's incongruent in alignment with making money and Mm -hmm. and and i'm ready to take full responsibility to learn release heels that I may learn how to master making money like I want to be one of the best and I was a few people I put up a post in the group about getting a audio file we sent it to a few people Mm. about one of the highest level of money manifestation commands it's not just about making money like I am rich I'm one of the most richest divine leaders on the planet that's not enough for me it's about richness along with service when you have an embodied, rich, whole woman who's working from the overflow, but who also has made a pact with the divine to become truly, truly masterful. Yeah, it's not like a deal with the devil. You did a deal with the divine. Deal with the divine. It's not just about making money. It's about contribution. So yeah. cash and contribution. When you have those two fields of energy together, yes, I'm it's like, yes, I, literally, I literally feel like. Yeah, I felt the vibration yeah. change in our room. Yeah, it's literally like I feel every day that I'm held by this enormous field of energy that's like, okay, because I'm not just claiming money, but I'm claiming partly on sharing generosity, reciprocity, mm-hmm. giving. When we can improve something in our course, we go and redo it, we improve it, we yep. make it better. Yep. We're constantly evolving. It's like God or the divine, whatever you want to call it, the goddess energy, your spirit guides, your ancestral support. It's like 
Ah, ding, so, ding, ding, ding. We are going to all those out unseen forces mm. come in to gravitate to carry and to carry you up. Yeah. And so once again, and I had carrying. a very similar experience. I had a thing where there was a turning point for yeah. me, and I started making promises. Not just to myself, but to started making promises to the collective, to the, to the whole. Yes, collective. Think of it. We're talking about cash, collective, not carrying contribution. Mm. So, <sighs> and it just everything then just happened with so much speed. That's the thing. That's I wanted the to thing. Say. But so you said it was a hundred k. Oh, English, sorry. Right? Yeah, go, let me go back to that. Yeah. Um, so so the way, I made the vow. I made my first six thousand dollars sale. I crafted, you know. And the thing is, how did I make a six thousand dollars sale? It wasn't like I wasn't prepared. Yeah, it wasn't I, like you were a novice and you couldn't deliver value to people, right? It's like well, I, thought, I went basically overnight yeah. a night from charging $100 an hour to an 150 sometimes 200 sometimes selling $1,000 packages where I'd sell like six to seven sessions. I even worked as a consultant for people who would charge me 250 an hour, mm. um, like, yeah, full-on stuff, like doing video productions and all this sort of stuff as a consultant. Mm. And at the end of the day, that paradigm, even like doctors and people like that who are on their 250 an hour, whatever it is, yeah. it's, they have to work such incredible hours. And then if you don't, if your marketing vehicle isn't there and you don't have a big reach, you're working so hard then to like get new clients and mm-hmm. there's no structural flow. Mm-hmm. So I sat down one night, I wrote the $6,000 package. I was like, Oh my God, I used to be an advertising executive. I used to write pitches for the biggest TV networks on the planet. So you were like, I'm going to learn how to pitch myself. Well, I was good <laughs> at pitching other people. Yeah. But I wasn't really good at pitching my own work and really yeah. holding that value because I had that energetic block around receiving. Mm-hmm. So once I began to clear that and I thought, you know, and when I gave birth to my daughter, I think that was a big catalyst. I was like, if I'm going to really be a role model for her, I can't just spout shit. I've got to embody it. Gotcha. And so I need to change myself. And so I was like, my husband was an engineer at the time, working for a big um, Fortune 500 company, and he was making over six figures, but was supporting us and the way that we were living. And we weren't living really, we obviously weren't living above our means because we were going backwards. And I was like, I lost, I had a company in New York. I lost that due to fraud, which mm-hmm. basically went back to, Kind of that suffering and I and I felt really needy for that person who ripped me off who actually warned me another big lesson so I came back to Australia and I had to start from scratch but what I was saying before is it's like I, I was prepared because I sat down one day and I did something that was incredibly deliberate and conscious so I wrote my package up I made it juicy as all fuck which is what we teach mm-hmm. and I crafted this offer and someone referred me, a beautiful divine friend of mine who is a best-selling author, had a client who really needed help, mm-hmm. and he introduced me to this woman, mm-hmm. and it all just happened within like That's 48, 72 hours, $6,000. She decided to pay me in full, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, wow. And I, I remember thinking I just literally made $6,000. <laughs> That woman, I did really deep energetic healing work with her. She came to stay at my house. We did then VIP intensives, retreats, and I began to really develop and position my craft. Mm-hmm. But it's like the lightning, the lightning bolt went on in my yeah. brain, like, oh, okay. And I did it once. And so when our clients sell a 3000 or $5,000 or $10,000 package, it's like it literally begins to shift the frequency because they're like, oh, I believe this now. It's possible for me. Yeah. And they begin to. But you've got to start with I command it. I've made a choice now that I'm going to do this for myself. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And then I sold a few more packages here and there. Mm-hmm. And then I probably made about more like 50 to 60 grand over three or four months. Mm-hmm. And then I launched my very first uh, funnel. Mm. And quite frankly, I didn't know if it was going to work out. I just took all my marketing knowledge. I started my career off at a current affair when I was 18, writing copy, positioning. I got offered a job at a TV show in Australia called Getaway, a travel show. Mm. And so I had all this experience of writing and copy and positioning and messaging. And I worked a lot in advertising and selling and pitching TV shows in America. So I'm like, I know kind of what I'm doing with this, but I'd never built a sales funnel before. So I practiced this law of generosity Mm. and I created an eight-part video series. We built it all ourselves. Mm. I did all the branding myself. I did all the copy myself. And I took $10,000 from the $60,000 that I'd earned and I put that into ads. And um, obviously when you're running ad traffic, you just don't dump $10,000 $10,000 into ads, you are you start with a small amount of money and you test to see whether that funnel converts mm-hmm. and it started converting. 
And, you know, of course there was a risk there, but I always say when you don't risk, you risk everything. I, I wanted to get myself out of this loop and I become really, really good at doing deep level private work, mm-hmm. but I knew it wasn't the way for me to reach hundreds and thousands. And now we have hundreds of students coming yeah. in every single month. Yeah. And I really wanted to be able to do that. And I was petrified of teaching in a group. Oh, but I knew it was like, I, I, because yeah, I was having like to show myself level. at yeah. another level and my, if I'm channeling and I'm doing prayer work and invocation and teaching mm-hmm. and I'm now not only teaching one-on-one, I'm teaching to a group. Yeah. But I, I launched this funnel. I spent the money on the traffic and I booked 60 sales calls. I did all the sales calls myself. I was pretty, I was average at sales. I didn't really know the whole structure of it. I didn't really understand completely, but I, I was okay with it. And I think 40 people or so said no to me and 20 people said yes. Mm-hmm. And I had a program at the time called CEO Diva Business School. I had three different tiers mm-hmm. and most people bought, I think, the cheaper tier. But I was up and going and I was able to launch my very first mastermind. Mm. And that was sort of the beginning of everything. And then before long, about a year later, I, I launched High End Empire, which I still have, High End Empire. And I've just perfected that and perfected it. And it's still basically well, what I teach mm. is the basis of everything I learned during that journey. Okay. Well, I want to ask you, and I'm sure people are interested in this too, how did you end your patterns of self-sabotage? You know, you talk about that yeah. running around and all of that. But how did you actually, because I'm, I'm picking up from what you said, you know, there's the stopping yourself, the awareness of going, stop, I need to get realigned. There's the work of your vision. So you're having mm. your vision really clearly, but specifically about self-sabotage. How did you stop that pattern? I think first of all, when you, to stop a pattern of self-sabotage, you have to be honest with yourself to even identify that you're in that pattern. And I think you know that you're in that pattern. If you're not manifesting things and creating things really with a sense of it doesn't mean that you don't need to work for it, but I honestly believe that we should have a lot more gentleness in our, our life. So if it's that energy of heaviness, so you are. Well, there's the difference between working and grinding. And exactly. we, I know, and Ingrid, like you probably see, she's like, fuck the grind unless it's the good kind. We are anti-grind <laughs> culture here. We're like, work, yes, beautiful. We all have divine work to do. We're yeah, like, but and the reason the that world. I came up with at the grind unless it's the good kind and all of that is that I myself have been working for years and years and years to get out of the pattern of servitude and suffering. And so if you're in suffering, there's a part of you that is in sabotage. Okay. Okay. So first of all, it's identifying it. Second of all, is looking at the core beliefs and energies or stories that you're telling yourself that's creating it. So for me, when I identify with, oh my God, I won't allow myself to receive. What's that about? Where does that come from? And rather than feel guilty or ashamed of it, I look at it now more with love and understanding compassion for myself. Sort of like how you'd look at if it was your child. You're like, yes. oh, darling, yes. you're feeling that. Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. yeah, not going to love Can I give you a cuddle and a kiss yes. and let's remove But most of us are just that. like, oh, there's another part of me to hide. Because I think we've been conditioned to almost, women have been conditioned on so many levels oh, to attack any flaw. And, Anything yeah, to, we and to attack it rather than I didn't really know how to deal with my emotion. Mm. I didn't know how to deal with grief. Mm. suffering, rage, you mentioned that recently in a class that we did in one of our groups, uh, this group, around really feeling every emotion and allowing, we're human beings, we've got a lot of different emotions. One day you can feel a whole lot of emotions and not to to have respect for it. So I think for me, releasing sabotage is a constant journey Mm. because I think there's always the next level Mm. and I'm ready for that level and Mm. I have I have compassion and grace that I trust that I will move through it. Mm-hmm. I get support when needed. Uh, so you carry with it the trust, the allowing, the loving yourself and not rejecting. Yeah. Okay. And I also get support when I need to. I, I have a team of women who work with my clients and my team, and kinesiologists, healers and mystics. I do deep level of prayer work and invocation work. I've studied this deeply myself. So mm-hmm. I use all the tools that, you know, I do theater work as well, theater healing and prayer work. So I believe in the power of that so much. I use all these different techniques for mm-hmm. myself. And then when I need a deeper level of help and I identify, oh God, that's I'm, real, not, I'm not I getting need, that one. There's something Yeah, that I, I need yeah. help. And to allow myself to receive that as this beautiful self-loving act. I think so many women, I've had women come to me and go, I watched you and watched you. And I'm a business coach as well. And 
I didn't want to hire you because I felt like I should know it all. Well, you don't know it all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know it all. Especially like you are a rock star in terms of marketing, I, online marketing. I am, there's, business there's things that I might not know. So I'll hire a consultant. I'll hire other people to support me and not feel ashamed that I don't know it all. But like I'm not everything. Yeah, not everything. And to be softer and more gentle and to allow in. Like I love you know, the people that I've hired along the way, you know, other consultants and other people who've been able to support when there's a gap in my business, you want to fill that gap as quick as possible. But so you've got part of the old grinding and suffering relationship that women have. And sabotage as well. And sabotage is, oh, then I have to fill that gap. or I Myself, that myself. Yeah, I have to, yeah, okay. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I think in order to make money quickly online and everything, you want to, whenever you have a gap or something's not working, Mm. you want to identify that. You want to look at, well, what's not working? And then you need to find the person or the the process or resource resource to help fill that as quickly as possible because otherwise what tends to happen then is you have that constant level. You've got 50 fingers in 50 dams. Exactly. And you also have constant, constant suffering. So, Mm. for example, rather than changing it this is what I'm good at actually in terms of for myself I solve things really quickly you're in the business you're a coach and a mentor and a healer or a mystic you're in the business of solving other people's problems as quickly as possible and you need to be able to do that for yourself Mm -hmm. otherwise you just are in this really heavy it's like walking through thick mud you've got all those fingers in all those dams and you're stuck there you ain't doing nothing (laughs) that's exactly what's the last question we've been here for an hour I've got one more well, I've got two questions, okay. but I'm not going to. I'm not going to sacrifice. Really I'm not going to sacrifice on my last question. Okay, so what do you want women everywhere to know about how to claim financial power? We've already covered the vow. We've covered turning our pain into our power, like our messenger. You have to have a product to sell. If okay. you don't have a product that we call it the oh my god, let me give you my credit card offer that is so juicy and so rich and so well thought out where you're taking someone from a problem to a solution in the most easy, streamlined, divine, sacred way possible, you're kidding yourself. Okay. Uh-huh. Fair enough. Like you need Fair a time. product to sell. Yeah. You know what I say, said before? I was ready. I was prepared. Yeah. I didn't just have an introduction yeah. come to me and then I didn't have an offer where I went, oh, here's a $600 offer. Mm. I had a $6,000 offer where I'd sat down and I'd crafted this beautiful process. To someone who needs it. I'd worked on my frequency. I'd worked on, yes, and it was about that. Once again, the contribution, it wasn't just about the cash. It was probably actually worth more like $26,000, not six. And I really gave that level of time and attention Mm. to have a beautiful divine process mapped out. So it's like if you were going to go, you want to have that. Like, oh, it's like walking into a restaurant and they go, oh, we don't have a menu. What do you feel like? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the odds of them disappointing disappointing are very high. They don't even have the chef. So it's like saying, I want to buy a divine handbag. You've got the cash in your pocket. You walk into Louis Vuitton or something like that or Chanel and there's no handbags to buy. So you've got to be prepared. Number one, and you need a package that's shit hot that people really want that solves their problem. And what's the final question? The final question is how can women learn about your work and more about you? Obviously, if they're here in Million Dollar Diva Collective, they already know, but people who are listening to us. I think the best thing to do is probably go to ingridana.com. Okay. And at the top of the page, you'll see, you know, all this beautiful, juicy content. You can sign up. But we also have a credible quiz. It's a two-minute quiz. If you go to bbbquiz.com, you can Mm -hmm. sign up and register for the quiz Mm -hmm. and get to know more about the work. It's really great and really discerning what archetypal divine power you need to really go to the next level of your business. And you can always book in to speak to one of our divine divas. We have a whole team of women who are amazing. They're not caught up in the hard sell. They're going to look at your business, analyze what's not in alignment, what you need to do to get your pricing, positioning, and packaging on point. And the best so place having to do a good that, product to sell. That's that's what they focus on. Having a good product to sell yeah. and really just analyzing where you're at and what you need to do to tweak your business. Yeah. And the best place to do that, and please don't apply there unless you're really serious because we pay for those people. We've, we've, they're really incredibly amazing in terms of helping you really get laser loose and clear about your next level. And mm-hmm. the best place to go for that is ceodivachat.com. Book in, have a chat with them and see if we're in alignment and you're going to get lots of juiciness from them. Turn up the call, make sure that you're on time, bring a note, a pen and paper. 
wrangle the kids, get your partner to support them if you've got kids, your dog, whatever, but really come there fully present and you have to apply for the call Mm -hmm. and you're going to get a whole lot of questions that are really essential for us to really deeply support you. Mm -hmm. So I definitely be doing that. And I honestly want people to know that it's not a get rich quick scheme. It's a proven process that's Mm -hmm. worked for thousands of clients Mm -hmm. and it works quickly because we have a process, a full mapped out curriculum and process that allows women to get to market really quickly and if you don't get to market quickly unfortunately so many women get out of business they start thinking that there's something wrong with them Uh, and they start to judge the skills yeah they think that they're not good enough and really at the end of the day really being masterful at your craft of your Mm -hmm. service is one point the other part of it that sits hand in hand with making money Mm. is being a master at marketing and you know reaching your audience establishing yourself as an influencer really creating a deep level of authority connection and influence Mm. and trust with your audience there's all these components that need to come together and Mm. if you're not making money online properly or efficiently or you might even be at 10k months and 20k months and you want to go to the next level maybe you're even at 100k and you're at seven figures and you want to go to multi-seven and then eight figures it's really about that structure and the systems and the energetics and things just need tweaking that's all it is it's not and so don't ever shame yourself because it's not that there's anything wrong with you you don't yet have this skill yet to get to that next level Mm -hmm. and you just want to learn that as quickly Mm -hmm. as possible Mm -hmm. to Bye everybody. Thank you. So gorgeous. If you've been listening and you're ready to grow your booming, beautiful online business, or you're ready to take your current business into a whole other divine, juicy stratosphere, schedule a call with one of my strategists. We're going to map out a four-part plan to radically grow your revenue and your impact with authenticity, grace, and proven strategy. I cannot wait to explore how we can make magic together. So apply for your complimentary strategy call now at ceodivachat.com.